you can only design what you know. So, parang in a way, you really have to expose yourself to a lot of things, to like you develop taste through experience, mm-hmm. trying to be like more observant about your surroundings and everything else. So there, like it takes practice also to live that way, to live creatively. Hi, I'm Gia Puyat, and this is Quentin Creatives. A podcast to get to know the stories, strategies, and lessons of Filipino creatives from different fields. Kwentong Creatives is produced by Anima Podcasts. Alright, welcome to another episode of Kwentong Creatives. And for today, we have our first interior designer on the show. She is Mara Manalo, and I'm excited to share this conversation I had with her. I first encountered Mara through one of my favorite YouTube channels, Never Too Small. It's a channel where they feature different apartments all over the world and uh, interior designers and architects who are behind these projects. And I found it to be such a fascinating way of being creative when you deal with these physical spaces, right? Using creativity and even like human psychology to work that into your designs and have like a tangible output for your creativity. And I remember a few months ago, it was the first time that they featured a Filipino interior designer and Filipino space in the channel. So it was all over my feed. I love the episode. You can actually go on YouTube to watch it. Just type Mara Manalo and Never Too Small. And it's a really nice apartment in QC. And it's one of those things now when you look at it, parang, pwede pala dito sa Pilipinas yun, ganun eh. Um, it's just a really interesting creative field that I wanted to get into. So in this episode, we cover a lot of that. No? She talks about interior design, about the things she takes into account when designing a place. You have the flow of movement in a space. You think about the behaviors of people. You think about the different textures in the space. And she has a really unique way of working with clients. Because design mga clients, they actually live in that space when she's making residential stuff. Sometimes she makes public areas, some commercial areas, but these are spaces that people inhabit. And it's such an interesting conversation on how you can bring your creativity to the table mixed with a practical element no, of actually living in that space. And also, we talk about how she manages her relationships with her clients, right? I mean, for me, I make videos for other clients and brands. We make advertising projects. But for her, she creates these really, you know, she really has to get to know her clients. It's not just transactional. These spaces actually become part of their lives. So it's a very interesting conversation between the creative and client. We also talk about the psychology of designing spaces. No? We cover interesting topics about architecture in different countries, uh, different public spaces, and we even talk about how the IKEA building is designed in um, just like a nice fun fact there. And we also talk about how she designs her own personal space. What does her home look like? What does she take into consideration when moving around furniture? Just like an interesting um, personal tip to take away from the episode. So there you have it. I hope you enjoy my conversation with Mara Manalo. Okay, so welcome to another episode of Quentin Creatives. We are here in Artillery Media office and joined by our uh, interior designer and production designer, Mara Manalo. Welcome. Hi. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Welcome, Mara, to the show. So, uh, what have you been up to recently with your work? So, it's just the usual. Mm. So, mostly, so we do a lot of different kinds of spaces. So, I mostly focus on interior design now. And then do like small production design projects on the side, mostly on product styling. Mm-hmm. So for interiors, we do like residential spaces, commercial spaces. Um, yeah, so basically like anything that comes lang, if we're open to it, then we'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then your studio is called Studio Mara, right? Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I th- I've been wanting to have, you know, um, an interior designer for a while. You're our first. <laughs> Uh-huh. Um, but we've talked to production designers before, yeah. and you know it's it's such an interesting field for me. You know, parang you're creating these like physical spaces. Mm-hmm. Start with how you got into it. So I'm curious about like that background. Of it. 
when did it first like occur to you? Um, or maybe like design. Were you into design mm-hmm. before getting into interior design? Because it's such a like specific job yeah. description. Um, actually, when I applied for college, all my courses were on the business side. Because oh, okay. my family is like entrepreneurs, I would say. So I really didn't have anything in mind for what I wanted. So everything, like Ateneo, LaSalle, UP, it was all business for the first course. So basically, UP, I failed the first business course, didn't make the quota. So I passed my second choice, which was interior design. Ooh. Then I decided that now, okay, um, why not do it? Because it's more like, specialized in a way as compared to business. And then I could always like learn business later on. Mm-hmm. Something like that. How did the interest in interior design start? Like, why was that your second choice? Well, I'm not really into the arts then, talaga, when I was a student. But I would say, like, I was into, like, crafts. I see. And, like, yeah, yeah. doing things with my hands, DIY, elements, something like that. So that maybe that's why I kind of, like, thought of it. But I didn't embrace the idea of it to the point that it would be my first choice. When did it kind of, you know, evolve from something that you learned to love to, like, a profession? Because if you take for college and then after you'd be like, okay... This is what I'm going to do. Honestly, when I graduated college, I also didn't think that I would practice interior design because when I was in fourth year, I had like a clothing brand. Mm, okay. <laughs> now, I started like joining bazaars, then it got featured then in a magazine. So parang, I thought that would be like my end goal. Now, I would have a clothing brand wherein I could also like put in furniture design, siguro, like an urban outfitters, <laughs> something like that. Um, but then... So there's so, like this parallel um, thing with fashion going on. Yes. In a way. But it's, it's more of like an interest lang. Yeah. Like a personal thing. And then... So from there... Interior design because it has a board exam. Mm. So to be an interior designer in the Philippines, you have to be licensed. Like an architect. Mm, okay. So after, the, after college, I took the board exam. I passed. And then someone contacted me for a project. So it was a cafe in Antipolo. And I was like, okay, why not? I'll try it. It's just me. Um, the clients then are contractors and architects. So in a way, I kind of thought that it was a good thing because they could guide me for my first project. Yeah. So there. So from that first project, it kind of grew lang one project after the other. And then... That's where I'm at here yeah, now. Yeah. That's I saw why you, I'm here now, yeah. I saw your recent post on that. That that was ten years ago, your first project, and then it yeah. goes over to this recent one that you just did. Yeah. Actually it flew by so fast then without me realizing. Mm-hmm. Honestly, like I still don't have like a proper structure, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um personally I'm not as committed to it yet. <laughs> That's why I haven't really settled down or set up the company in a way now. It's solid now. Mm, I get it. Yeah, I, like, yeah. I must admit, because I feel like people has that like wrong impression. The sobrang set na ng Studio Mara. Actually, Studio Mara nga, is only my Instagram account because when I was at that point, I kind of wanted lang to separate my personal life and my work stuff. Because yeah. I, I don't have a portfolio, so I was thinking, oh, if I show my clients my Instagram, they would never see my bikini yeah. photos. Tapatanya <laughs> <laughs> So I made a studio thing. There, I think I've always been lucky lang to get like good clients. Yeah, I mean it's crazy how you say that because it's like ten years worth of, um, of of clients and your name growing and the mobas tapas and everything small, which we can talk about later. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, is it like I think you're alluding to lots of like ups and downs in the career. Mm-hmm. Can you like unpack that? So I think another thing why I started my own practice is that when I graduated, well, I kind of knew that I also didn't want to apply because mm-hmm. I didn't want like a strict eight to five job. Yeah. And in a way, I found it a positive thing that we had this option to do freelance work. Um, I know it's a great privilege. Like my family didn't pressure me into like deciding a god on what I want to do. So. I feel like I took like parang dun kaya ko yung lakas ng loob to like start yeah. on my own because parang I had that privilege I had the support of my family and other the other people around me. Sure. So it's a common thread. Like a lot of yeah. creatives, you know, in this pod recognize that uh, even me, it's like 
my family didn't need the space like yeah. choose and uh-huh. you know, and you really don't know what you want yeah but okay let's follow that about the first project it seems to be really special to you yeah mo binalikan mo siya circle to the same clients yeah okay so well basically so my story kasi talaga is that from that first project that first project was already featured in a magazine so in a way I feel like that kind of help establish also my own practice in a way and then so from there it's really just connections or like diba, that project was shot by a photographer then that photographer um, put up his own restaurant so from there parang that's another client then from that client eh, parang refer nila ako to like do a TV show set then that's became my first PD thing. Yeah. Then from there, like, parang more clients lang then through, like, word of mouth. Right. So, for me, since I haven't really, like, set up a big, like, system or company, yung feeling ko talaga is ganun lang from, like, word of mouth na uh-huh. one project after the other. And very, like, freelancer. Yeah, very freelancer. Say. And in a way, parang one day lang I had to get, like, more people na to help. Uh-huh. Then that's, where like my team started to grow. Let's dive into that because I find it really interesting. Uh, you're a creative that makes physical spaces that people mm-hmm. inhabit, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in production, even if they're just inhabiting it for a day, it's like you're still making like a physical space. So, um, yeah, and I'm curious, parang what your mindset is with, because nagdesign kina mga public spaces, may mga library, may mga, even a chapel, the way you do that. Yes. Cafes. And you also do personal spaces like condos where mm-hmm. people live. Um, can you talk about like your approach to these different living spaces? Any mm-hmm. mindset mo when you're making a public space versus like a really intimate space? With every project, I think our really main goal is to consider the end user. Mm-hmm. So, actually, for my interior design practice, I try to make sure that. I don't have like a specific style or a specific input on it because I want the function or the end user to dictate what the interior should be. So for example, um, kahit anong space, we'll study first what's its function, sino gagamit, ano yung kailangan ng space. So it's different, definitely different per kind of space. So like for example, for residential chamber, we get to know the clients. That's why I actually always end up being friends with my clients because for us to build good homes for them, we need to know their character. That's so interesting. The, to the detail, to the point na pagpasok mo ng bahay, ano yung unang ginagawa mo. Because <laughs> yeah. like, what I love about interior design, I think, is that people don't realize that we can do a lot on our spaces in a way that it could affect also how we live our lives. Yeah. Something like that. Na parang design can dictate how one person can move. Mm-hmm. And vice versa then, na parang, well, you also have the power to like design your yeah. own space for it to work for you. Something like that. It's something you take for granted, like how you move in your space. Yeah. And that can be, you could put like intentional designs around mm-hmm. it. Is that something that you can, I know, like you, you picked up in college, or um, is it like a basic principle of interiorism? Uh, I think it's also something that we learn long through practice, like yeah. the amount of detail that you have to get into. So in general, naman interior design is all about like studying, like the behavior of people, where yeah. you can like define. The specific like traffic flow let's say or like what elements you need for the space mm-hmm. um yeah so yeah, like, that's <laughs> about um because i find that so interesting that your relationship with your clients is not transactional you know you're mm-hmm. working for them but yun talaga yung essence of you know having a working relationship with your client because like mm-hmm. when i do a project with a brand or client it's like a zoom meeting of Mm. of heads of a yeah. you know, laptop you know um, I really believe that you know when it's less transactional when you really get to know the person you're making it for mm-hmm. like, yes yeah, yeah. 
I think it comes with, ano kasi, parang, if the client can trust you more mm-hmm. than, like, the usual lang na parang, if they don't think that they're just paying you to execute something, syempre, mm-hmm. you'll also have, like, more confidence to do the work. Yeah. So, I think it's very helpful to have that work, that, that kind of work relationship. Pero syempre, for me naman, hindi naman lahat ganun. That usually happens for residential clients because right, we really right. have to be personal about it. But for, let's say, commercial work, it's more of studying the brand, studying yeah, the right. market, um, the competitors, just so we can try to avoid doing the same thing. Mm. Um, yeah, so parang for institutional, let's say, the library, like you would like try to think naman what would you love as a student. Mm-hmm. So parang it's really different per like kind of space. What goes into the process of that? Like let's let's say public spaces. Mm-hmm. Um, is there like a research period? And then there's like a... Usually we start with the client brief. So it's part of like talking to the client and getting what they have in mind. Mm-hmm. So for example, um, a restaurant. So usually clients naman approach us with a brand na what their product is. Then we'll build from there. So it depends then on how much they could give us. Because like sometimes, parang we have clients na sobrang vague yung gusto na. Oh, they just want a restaurant. Tapos bahala na kami mag-execute on what we want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then you have clients naman who, like, who are very specific. Na down to the like chair choice. They have an idea now on what they want. Then we just have to put it together. Yeah, yeah. So it's really... Why? That's why I mentioned, um, if you read the art, the parang my caption for the photo, na parang mm. it's just so hard to do interior design because of like the wide Spectrum. range of yeah. parang requirements uh-huh. that we have to address. Yeah, what, what's an example of that? Like some stuff requirements that you didn't think you had to address before that, that came up mm. after doing years of that. Well, first, it's different per project. So, in a way, then, parang even if you've done like a concept, let's say a restaurant, mm-hmm. it's different for another restaurant. Actually, yeah. And then, at the same time, so second, we have to do, um, so there's creative work, wherein we have to like figure out the actual design of the space. And then there's also the execution part, wherein we have to make sure that everything is executed properly. So, when you build a space, it's not just interior design because there are also other parang, professionals involved. So for example, let's say a big project would need an engineer for like mechanical, um, air conditioning, fire and, sprinkler, fire and sprinklers, yeah. fire protection sprinklers, smoke detectors, um, lighting. So for lighting, you have to work with electrical engineers. So for us, as interior designers, we also have to know a bit of each just so we can design it the way we want it. Because mm-hmm. like, for example, like for me, it's very important to know, to have an idea on where the aircon would be placed. Because if not, it could be like an eyesore na ang ganda ng design, but there's like an aircon in the middle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. And imagine like thinking of all those details na parang one outlet can like change the function of the space or change the look of the space. Yeah, it's such a mix of like yeah. you bring creative stuff like layouts and all these things, but there's like it, it really hits the wall with like a practical aspect. So yes. Work around all these practical limitations. Yeah. So actually the parang the the official definition of interior design is like the art and science mm-hmm. yeah. of like solving problems. So in a way, when we're given a space, we have to think of practical solutions for it without sacrificing the aesthetic. Yeah, that's so interesting. Yeah, so parang ang hirap lang <laughs> to like match that or like to get to that balance of everything. And then when it comes to execution, you have the budget, the timeline, like just like with prod, na parang madali lang magdesign conceptually, pero to actually execute it the detail that you want it's a different thing now right and you have to know like all the resources for it like the materials where will you get it the people you need to talk to lahat ng klaseng tao kailangan mo pakisamahan like workers 
clients, high executives, the end users, the ba? Parang we have to like adjust to that. Yeah, you're at like the intersection of so many different roles. Yes. Can we like unpack more of that, like the collaborative <laughs> aspect? Is, is that something you think? You know, you you encounter a lot before you really got into the weeds of of the work. Uh, you know, like you avoided architecture work that you said in college, mm-hmm. and you eventually have to work with architecture uh, architects, yeah. learn the language. You ma carpentero nyo, the ba kaya setmen, the ba. So like you're all you're trying to manage all these collaborations at the same. Yeah. So. Well, I don't have any choice, but we have to do it. But I, I always enjoy parang learning from all the people that I get to work with, like especially from carpent carpenters or like, let's say propsmen. I mm. mean, every time you work with them, you pick up a thing or two. Um, also with my design process, um, I kind of like usually because for designers, um, we have to design it to the detail, wherein how you build it. Kailangan dictate namin. But for me, I kind of enjoy like talking to workers and seeing it from their perspective also. Yeah. Since sometimes I feel like I also get to work with people with a lot more experience than me. I always ask them, na parang sa tingin yun ano yung dapat natin gawin. I see. Then from there, parang I go in the middle na what I think, what they think. Then that's where we get to like the end result. So I always enjoy that process, and even with like my team, I always exchange ideas, mm-hmm. and then yeah. Yeah, I'd imagine nice. like you really get to learn about the the tactile stuff, like the mm-hmm. materials from talking to the workers, like the carpenters who actually yes. make the stuff. Um, well, lang we just get that a lot, even in production. Uh, these people know what material would like I don't know, last longer. Or mm-hmm. Well, the challenge for us is that we should know it better. That was <laughs> yeah. But the problem is then is parang like for me, I only knew of all these things through practice. So if you're really starting, you really have to parang get into it and have that mindset that you're in there to learn. And at the same time, for me, I always try to be transparent with my clients. Let's say. If we're working with a new material that we're not used to, right. like I'd say the pros and cons, or like explain then what I've experienced with this material from past projects. Um, it's always like a learning process. Yeah, actually, I was gonna save this for later on, like advice. But I think mm-hmm. while we're here, now it's you, you do bring up an interesting point. Nah, kind of practicing interior design comes with risking. It's not like you sketch it and then that's your practice. Like yeah. You're actually putting to all these people at work and you're actually making the, the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, what helped you like throughout that, those years of like sharpen that intuition? Mm. Mistakes, I would yeah. say. Uh-huh. Like you really learn a lot from mistakes. Um, for example, I guess when I, siguro yung pinaka perfect example is when I started interior design, I wasn't really as specific to the detail of thinking about the aircon, the outlets, or how to like do the docting. But now, na parang I have like a lot more experience in building commercial spaces. I kind of know na what the mall allows, um, ano yung feasible with the budget, um, ano yung clearances that we need to fit in all the pipes, something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah. Na you really just learn through experience. And for me, that's why I like working on different kinds of spaces and even prod because I really get to learn a lot. Like for me, production design kind of taught me how to really think fast yeah, and be yeah. on the spot. I mean, parang and be present in making things work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Na parang kaya tayo mangyari, kailang siyang execute, walang choice. So yeah. that helped me talaga also in my like interior design practice. Parang creative problem solving on your feet. Right? Yes, Super exactly. Fast. Yeah. Um, I'm curious then about like how you work with different clients, because lalo na yung mga deep, like personal spaces though. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess you end up encountering people with, with different beliefs or or whatever, because it's a personal space. Um, mm-hmm. Ani yun yung mga kung may feng shui or 
people who want to have like really specific stuff how do you i guess it's the relationship with a client yeah. that, um well for me i really try my best to consider what they want i try my best not to impose on what i think but i make sure also that i'm clear with the implications of their decisions if it comes to a point na parang magkaiba talaga kami ng gusto i would say sige pwede nating gawin yan pero in the long run these things might happen parang for me with our line of work parang communication oh, good yeah. communication is key kasi parang at the end of the day naman i'm thinking hindi naman ako yung titira doon eh so parang why would i be so hard and imposing about it kung hindi naman sa kanya yung space to begin with parang and goal pa rin is for them to be happy with their spaces when yeah. it comes to beliefs syempre i try my best to respect them also and with feng shui specifically i uh-huh. think the principles naman are also good then it's kind of like parang medyo common sense for me i see na parang for example like they want like good flow walang blocks na that would block the traffic something like that Now, I think naturally comes out then when I design spaces. Yeah. So I haven't really encountered the many big problems when it comes to that. Yeah. Let's like let's unpack that the communication thing. I find that so interesting because okay. yun naman yung ano ko in in directing ads and commercials mm-hmm. like that was an unforeseen thing that I'd have to do all the time. I used to think, oh, I'm a director. I have to invest in like an editing machine or cameras. But mm. 90% of the work is me explaining what I want to do to other yeah. people. You know? Yeah. And I imagine, I feel like that's what you do a lot. Even the yeah. way you were describing it to me, Kanina, it's like, okay, let's do this. But these are the implications of these long term. Mm-hmm. You have to kind of learn how to talk to not only your clients, but your collaborators. Yeah. Well... When it comes to communication, I think priority is to be mindful of how you use words. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in our line of work, parang one thing miscommunication lang could cost a lot mm-hmm. of money, honestly. So parang I'm really careful with the how I use words to communicate an idea or thought. Um, I also always try my best to be kind. Na parang, for example, um, if I see like a design detail that I don't agree with, I will try to get the person's point of view first before trying to comment on it. Na parang, oh, bakit mo naisip gawin to? Then that's, in that way, parang I could understand why that solution was proposed. Now, even if initially I thought it didn't make sense, baka naman may sense pala. There's always benefit of the doubt. And like, in a way, being open-minded to how other people would think. Parang but makalala ng live, laugh, love sign yun. No comment. Yeah, parang parang ganon. Like for example, if you find something um for the lack of lack of a better word, but way. Parang yeah. syempre, for me that's very personal. You don't want to attack the person. Ang baday naman yun, <laughs> de ba? Wow, sakit na fear interior oh, designer. Diba? Parang baday naman yun. Parang di, I try my best to be like considerate and uh, to check. Usually, yung attack ko is parang gusto ko mapaisip sila kung bakit nilagay nawaan, something like that. Uh, na parang hindi siya nanggaling sa akin. <laughs> Pero parang, for example, like. Ganon, kunyari ba, I would say na lang na parang, oh, baka this could be dated. Yeah. Like, yeah. it could like appear dated later on. Or I'm not sure if in 10 years gusto mo pa siya, let's say. Right. Like, I had a client gusto ng may tiles print yung, ay, may flower print yung tiles. Let's say. So, I would say na parang, ah, baka in 10 years, um, di mo na siya gusto since medyo set in stone na siya. Mm-hmm. Something like that. That's a that. good way of, yeah. of wording it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like there's always like a nicer way of saying things. Pirate doesn't yeah. get heated up or you don't have to attack people naman. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm gonna note that yeah. instead of saying baduy. Parang mo na ito. Sige mo in 10 years. Hindi, yun lang. So parang, and at the same time naman, this is subjective. Yeah. So in a way, I feel like it's always good to be open to things. Okay, I think Now might be a good time to talk about the never too small. Uh, okay. Parang you're talking about your career, alam mo yun, and then 
like this year, lumabas uh, yung design mo sa YouTube channel Never Comes More. If you guys don't know what that is, it's a really popular YouTube channel showing um, different layouts of interior design in like small spaces. Mm-hmm. That, that's the basic philosophy to it. Right? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and yeah, Mara's design was featured. It, it was in the house of uh, this director, Sisani, who lives in Abida Towers in QC. Yes. Yeah. And um, yeah, for me, it was super eye-opening because I was watching that YouTube channel. It's like our comfort TV at home. I just love <laughs> seeing spaces well organized in different countries. Usually, nakita mo usually parang Spain siya or yeah. France, whatever. And then the first time, and speaking of Filipinas, I reminded of Bolancia. Yeah, uh, when I saw that episode of of Mara in Never Too Small. Alam mo parang Liu meme yung tumatayo sa so pointing at the screen. And we're the QC. <laughs> and then bigla nag-open up yung ano ko din, yung yung mindset ko. Pwede pala sa Philippines yung ganyan na parang very intentional, you know, thoughtful interior design. Um, yeah, can you can you unpack that for us like what what happened with that project and what was it like seeing it on that channel? Mm-hmm. Um so, syempre, uh, super happy and touched that they chose our project for it. Um, actually, what I really love about that project is that si Sunny also like really trusted us. So, the designer was like our first design pass, and it was built na as is. Um, super. I'm not sure if this is like crucial, but what I loved about it, because si Sunny, when he inquired, he made this like really long touching letter Aww. for me mm-hmm. as in like dear Mara <laughs> as in dear Mara so parang sinabi niya yung history na pinag-ipunan niya talaga yung space and he wants us to design it for him just because he has also seen our past works and he felt like we can also do it for him na it can be like his home here in QC kasi he's based in Laguna so in a way imagine all those like years of working going back and forth from Laguna to QC. So I felt like sobrang meaningful na nung project from there, yung sobrang trenas niya kami to execute this home na pinaghirapan niya. So from there, um, he also sent us like a list. So this is equivalent to the client brief that I told you about. So a list of what he wants for his space. And with it comes like a few references of our old work to say na, oh, I like this idea. Ganito yung gusto kong lighting. And then at the same time, meron din doon yung day-to-day activities niya. Na parang, I'm a director. I write and watch movies a lot. Um, I love having friends over. So from there, we designed the space to like match that personality and movement in the space. So yeah, so for the design, um, I think when it comes to designing small spaces, I actually don't like it when it feels small. Uh-huh. So I try my best to open it up and to make it as clean as possible. So for example, um, that unit, it was actually marketed as a one-bedroom unit. But we decided to make it a studio unit because it was like too small to have another partition. And at the same time, from there, built now on the requirements. So for example, um, one of the things is that he likes watching movies. So we wanted to get to him to have the option now, whether from the couch or whether from the bed, that's why the bed is a bit elevated. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, he got to like maximize the storage because of that and got to define also the difference from the common area and the mm-hmm. personal space. Then when it comes to storage, then parang we added like double walls, double cabinet. How do I explain it? So we added the closet parang around the existing bathroom wall. So usually then for so for condos, like we try not to touch na the utilities. Okay. Kasi that's given na. And actually means an bawal talaga. Uh, so that kind of dictated na what we can do with the space. So the bathroom didn't touch the where the toilet is, where the shower is. And then for the kitchen, then it's also like that. But we try to like maximize it in a way na we check paneo experience from all angles. Mm-hmm. So let's say, pagpasok ng pinto, yung nakalagay sa plan ng developer, 
is ref. Okay. So parang ako, the way I think, ayoko naman na pagod ako pagpasok ko may ref sa harap ko, diba? Ang panget <laughs> ng feeling. Like, syempre parang, diba, you kind of want it na pagpasok mo. It's like the best oasis in Manila. So that's why we had to cover the ref. And in the way we covered like all the appliances there, acts like storage, like a big storage unit. So, ganon. And then that's parang pagpasang mo, there's like an arch mirror on the left just to like double up the space and to make it feel more maaliwalas, to double the light, and so on and so forth. So parang that's how we design spaces. Like, ano yung mafe-feel mo pagpasok, saan ka pupunta? Um, ikaw ba yung type ng tao na nagbababa ng bag? <laughs> Parang ganon. It must be so nice to like, yeah. have someone think about that for you and customize your living space. Because if you can customize it for your life, why not your living space? Yeah. And um, I think maybe we take it for granted because usually when we're renting condos, we just get these cuts, the pre-made yeah. cuts that the developers make. And mm-hmm. they're making it for completely different intentions. Like, because True. it's more for... Because I can make hundreds of these. Right? Yeah. Yeah, so I think, well, when that happens, I think you can also like try to like sit down and observe how you move. Mm-hmm. And there's a way naman to address that. So for example, like getting specific furniture pieces for specific functions. So like for example, for a condo, you can put a bench by the door if you're the type who leaves your shoes there. So in a way, kahit simple lang, that's already like customizing the space for you, Yeah, I would say. Um, so yeah, yeah, in the spirit of never too small, <laughs> um, can we do like a quick like hacks or something? Do you know any like condo things for people? Because there are a lot of Filipinos who live in Metro Manila, small mm-hmm. spaces. Are there any like small I don't know tidbits or hacks you can share about like enhancing you know mm-hmm. small living spaces with furniture? Uh, for me, don't be afraid to use big furniture in a small condo. Actually, if you notice, then it's never too small. Okay. All the furniture sizes are like the regular standard size. So for example, we place a table for four people there only because, the, well, we wanted him to like accommodate more guests. And at the same time, um, parang... May way naman na mag-feeling maluwag yung gitna part, even if it's big pieces. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, for example, for the couch, even if it's a bit big, for me, it's more functional. Sit. More people could sit. Mm-hmm. And it also serves as an extra bed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Parang try to think of like furniture as a thing that could serve different functions. Something like that. Mm-hmm. And then when it comes naman to the look or getting furniture or like objects for me what i always advise is to parang try to build it or try to collect slowly and not necessarily all in one go you also get to collect meaningful pieces na you really get to appreciate and maximize day to day Yeah. So that's hard, no? Because even the way, like, I, I saw this thing before about how the IKEA stores are designed around the world. It's like, mm. they really want you to make the trip there and buy, like, a shitload of stuff. Yeah. That's why it's kind of far, right? And then yeah. there's something, but there are no windows in the space. You I, uh, don't know how much time you've spent. There. Yeah, usually that's, like, It's the, like a maze, the, right? Yeah. If you that's the, no, that's the main thinking for malls. Yeah. That's why there are windows. But I don't know that you've been there the whole night. Casinos also. Uh-huh. That's also an interior yeah. design concept applied, right? Yes. Casino. But actually, it could... So, you can also see how interior design can be harmful. <laughs> In a way, it can like really dictate na it can affect you without you knowing. Or for example, if you notice, some malls have an escalator that's so ikot, But it's just them making you like go around unintentionally. Yeah, you're like a hamster in a freaking wheel. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, casinos... Mm-hmm. How are casinos? Uh, what's the intention there? Um, they don't have windows, so there's no way for you to see how long you've been there. Also, um, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Actually, while we're here, like, does your brain work that way? Like, do you enter spaces and be like, "Ooh, like, is this is where they're making me walk." Yeah, no. Yeah, is this is where the lights way, coming in. I think 
Um, I try to sometimes because I feel like I also learn from it. Na parang when the time comes that I have to design something similar to this, at least I have that in mind. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I usually like I think we try to be like more observant of interior spaces and how this and that were designed. Mm-hmm. Um, I also really learn a lot from seeing other people's work. Like, for example, um, what I love then about interior is that, interior design is that, parang, minsan, mukha siyang madaling i-execute, pero if you get to, if you get the chance to execute it na, ang hirap pala. <laughs> so, for example, like, let's say in this room, so you have like panels, right? If you want to match it to the walls above, but they're different materials, iba yung paint pang wood, iba yung paint pang cement, mm-hmm. So, in terms of execution, it's hard because you have to find that perfect shade of black yeah. that would match for both surfaces. Yeah. So, when I see other people's work, na they, they were able to execute something that's so hard, I try to see the detail. Actually, if you check my phones, there are a lot of details that are pictured. But it's really like just me trying to take note of what, how people, other people did it. Yeah. 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 Is, on the- Topic of like going abroad is that how when you're abroad you kind of you know, see the cultural differences of how other countries design their space compared to Filipinos. Yes, so the perfect like favorite example for that is that um, here in the Philippines, the mahilig sa dong lights, which are the lights that you see from the ceiling. If you notice, most like U.S. houses they only use lamps. Uh-huh. Or they have like one light in the middle, but for us, super dami, like this, like yeah. it's a grid, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something Why like that. that. I think it's more of like a culture thing. So like, for example, I think Filipinos prefer spaces to be more maaliwalas, bright, debat night, gusto natin, parang kita mo pa rin lahat. But if you go abroad, you'll notice na ang dilim sa gabi, kasi madilim talaga. Because <laughs> they have like table lamps lang or floor lamps to illuminate like certain spaces. For us, we want options. Right. That's yeah. so interesting. Like you can kind of dig deep into that. <laughs> huh? Lamps, lights. Baka sa Pilipino, niligas ka tayo sa combo meal. Alam mo yan? Maraming, maraming handa. Alam mo yan? Maraming kang options. That's part of it. Na parang nagmamanifest siya in different ways. Hindi uh, lang sa combo meal, but also sa bahay. Or like, for example, yung use of a service kitchen is also very Filipino. The dirty kitchen. The dirty kitchen. So, uh, it's only... I mean, I'm not sure. I think other countries might have it as well. Pero sa atin, hindi ka magugulat if my clean kitchen and my dirty kitchen. Yeah. Actually, even just like binging never too small... I don't know, like there's just some differences. Uh, you know, like maybe Asian countries, like you know, putting out their footwear yeah. before they enter the house. Yeah. Know. So the, in a way, parang iba na how you build the house because of that specific function. Um. Okay. Like maybe just leaving that never too small thing. Like I'm just curious how it helped you because it was such big regrets. Mm-hmm. You know, like what, what effects did you see after being featured in there? Mm, we got a lot of inquiries from different countries. Mm-hmm. And now, so well, it, since it's new lang, we're still getting a few. But we haven't really closed a final contract or project. Mm-hmm. But only because we're also busy. So, you know, it's a different thing because we have to study then how that works. If we have to service to other countries, and definitely it's harder if it's offsite. Yeah, so yeah. you're gonna have to study other behavior, other cultures. Yeah, but that's cool. I mean, maybe that's what makes the work so good. It's like, you know, you know, Okay, so maybe yeah. let's move over to like design philosophy. Okay, more like the abstract stuff. Um, maybe we can jump off the never too small. Is that something that um, you identify with, like using small spaces and trying to get, get the best value or like life out yeah. of it? You know? mm, well, this is always like the hardest question because <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like I just work 
on spaces na parang it's very straightforward that the problem is presented to us then we just solve it mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. basically um i think when it comes to our own philosophy siguro i would say just because we're the ones working on it in a way parang naturally the way we think is applied to all projects so for example for me i'm a very practical person so in a way whenever i design i would think na is this material sulit for this spot um or is this material appropriate for the project na parang it would be like the best option for that something like that i, I like that's such an interesting way because i also had another production designer here actually never <laughs> talk yeah and it's i put it as a real and a lot of people identified with it but i think it touches on people who are creative but in like a practical sense because mm-hmm. like you have a traditional creative artist like i have things to say i have things to express mm-hmm. but you also have people like like my wife abby who enjoys mm-hmm. getting a set of parameters yeah. and working within those parameters to be creative mm-hmm. and that's kind of like what you just said no? Parang you get you know you get a brief basically yeah. and that's how you get to do the work right? yeah and i think you touched up on that earlier about parang gusto mo maging black ano mo ng canvas and then when you get the brief that's where you, you get to am I is that accurate? Um yeah, cause like since it's design, like we we really need to work within those parameters and to explore like what would be best to solve the issues that we're faced with. Mm-hmm. Um, function always like a standard na we need to meet it. I guess we get to play with the aesthetic. Yeah. In a way na parang if we're given like a concept, we can play pa with how to translate it. Now from our end naman. So like yeah. for example, even for like for advertising, diba, there's like an agency deck, then there's a director treatment, the treatment yeah. director treatment. So parang ganun siya na parang the agency gives the deck and actually, from the director's treatment, but the PD works on it, pa. Mm-hmm. So that's also how we work in interior design. Na parang we really need to know what we need to address. Then, chaka na lang kami mag-input ng opinions naman yeah. or concept from it. Yeah, you know, I I can relate to that too. When someone asks me, "What's your, what's your directing style?" And yeah. from doing so many client work, I'm not sure. Like I I try to adapt as much as I can, but it's the same mm-hmm. answer. It's like you give me a problem, that's what I'll try to solve. Yeah. I guess Booted by Five was like a feature-length director and I was like, yeah. in horror or whatever. Because that's me expressing myself. Uh-huh. It's very different from solving client problems. Yeah. So in a way, like from you directing things, like you'd see na lang a pattern on how you approach things. And I feel like the best explanation lang is that that's because that's how you think. Yeah. Right? Like you romanticize it or anything. Yeah, just, oh. yeah. Ganun lang na parang there's no specific style to it because like for example for us we can do like a contemporary space a modern rustic mid-century postmodern but people would say na parang may isang feel <laughs> but you can't pinpoint what yeah I find that really interesting because um, that's also what I do for my treatments I pull mm-hmm. from so many different sources techniques, looks, mm-hmm. and you just kind of hope that you remix it in a way that becomes you. Right? Yeah. Is that, um, I don't know, maybe you can share with us like a process of do you organize? For me, I try to not make mood boards. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Okay, okay. So, hindi rin ako super conceptual to the point na manga, I will make an interior inspired by a manga. <laughs> then you'll see like a regular interior na san yung manga, diba? <laughs> parang, honestly, like, I don't like doing that. Kasi parang for me, what's the point? Like, I don't want to spend time on things that I don't need. Yeah, honestly, I'm so practical. practical. Yeah, yeah. So parang for me, let's say, it's a, con- let's say, it's a Mexican concept. Um, from there, I would think, ano pa ba yung Mexican direction that has not been done yet? In a way, that's like my starting point. Trying to see, ano na yung meron, then 
from there, see how I could like change things up or create something new from it in a way. Yeah. Then parang making it like a different thing on its own. Something like that. Yeah, that's a good place yeah. to start. It's very practical talaga na kaya ayoko talagang nagsasabi what style it is because I usually don't know what. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Type on Pinterest, uh-huh. mid-century. <laughs> Pero like to be honest naman, sometimes if you need to be aligned with different people, it helps to have a mood board just so you're like aligned on right. which direction to take. Yeah. Um, how I work with pegs, I like I don't like doing direct translations. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes kasi when parang there's a tendency na if you have references, they'll just do like a mix of everything, let's say. Itong wall na to plus this wall. Yeah, this and then cohesive. Ito yung floor, then you'll do this bar counter all from different pegs. Now, it's all just mixed together. But for me kasi parang that kind of limits you as to what you can do. Yeah. Um, when I work on interior, interiors, I also try to think 3D. Na parang, it's not just wall, wall, floor, ceiling. Parang you have to think, how does the floor connect to the wall? How does the wall connect to the furniture? Yeah. So in a way, it kind of like, it, parang you get to build talaga from scratch. And you get to play with a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Are there any like tools you can share to, for people who are interested in kind of, you know, um, Transcending like a mood board or something. Mm, not necessarily a tool, but I guess whenever I look at pegs or references, parang I try to get the idea from it, and not necessarily how it looks. Mm. So, for example, there's a if you find let's say a nice interior na there's a mix of wood and metal, parang you don't necessarily need to do the same application. But you can get that idea of mixing wood and metal. But you don't have to do the exact same wall. <laughs> so parang, good lang, na parang, you can be like more abstract with how you look at references. And then from there, you can create like your own twist. Um, another thing that you can do, for example, is let's say, you see like, for uh, like parang, kunyari, if you see, like nice clothes or like nice fabric, you can use that fabric So furniture. Parang ganon, parang you can do like a crisscross of everything. Not necessarily interior lang. Not because gagawa ko ng cafe, is a search ko lang cafe. Parang, I'll, I'll try to like, minsan manonood ako ng film or like a movie, then that's where I'll get inspiration. Something like that. Na parang, it's interesting you said that um, some furniture to clothes because recently I had nobody clothing mm. on the podcast and yeah. they had that really famous I don't know if they were straight based on the Pampansang Humot I love Humot. this topic yeah, yeah exactly Parang you can really like get ideas from a lot of different things and especially for interiors na ang dami mong pwedeng gawin that's great advice um, so yeah speaking on input like what you consume like how do you stay on top of design trends or like what's what's on your feed i guess <laughs> do you subscribe to magazines or something um well on instagram i try to follow different designers um local and abroad just so i could also get parang different a different perspective lang on things and then Voila, try to like live life. <laughs> yeah. I think that's the only way. You know, parang, I think the uh, best way to like be a good designer is to just expose yourself to a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Na parang, the only way for us to learn is to be exposed to it. Yeah. Yeah. Na parang, I noticed kasi din na parang, for example, if I'm designing a space that I don't have first experience with, sobrang hirap kasi sobrang need mo hulaan. Kung ano yung kailangan, how it should feel. But if, you, if it's something na, na feel mo na, then it's always easy to like do something for it. Yeah, and I think I'll even add to that too. It's like, it's not only the things you experience, but like the people you meet. So, when you're yeah. talking about collaboration across like all mm-hmm. the full spectrum. And even me with the podcast, like just talking to a lot of people in production, talking to a lot of people, it's just enriching, you know. 
Yeah. Okay, I think let, let's move over to like um, this last few questions mm-hmm. and I kind of wanted to circle back to like, like uh, what you just said, like living life, like mental health as, mm-hmm. a, as a designer, like playing this game in the long run. And, yeah. um, and you mentioned then in your recent post about that full circle project from 10 years ago, actually, I wrote it down here. You said, every day I think of quitting interior design because of all the things I can't change in the industry. Yeah. Um, and oh, we're real talk lang tayo. Kind of production, like when I meet other people, people complaining about how the industry is and how mm-hmm. it clashes with your expectations of your own career or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, well, why did you write that down and like how do you approach um, surviving it? Mm-hmm. Well, first I shared about it because I think it's important for us to talk about it. Because if it's an industry thing, then how can I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm at the point where I feel like I can't change it. Because it's such a big industry and how can I change how people work, right? Or how systems work. But I guess talking about it, you get, like from that post, and daming like designers or architects and they reach out now. Oh, we feel the same thing. When did we start feeling that way? Or what can we do? It's really like a big, so it becomes a big support system whenever you relate to each other. Then in a way we get to learn, then when we, we get to discuss our projects together, na parang all the issues that you encountered, ano yung ginawa mo? How do you react to clients kapag hindi okay? Parang ganun. Like it really helps to put it out there. Yeah, start the conversation. Yeah, start the conversation. Um, and then, how do I get over it? I'm still trying to figure it out. <laughs> like, as I told you earlier, parang the 10 years, I started my own practice then because I kind of like didn't like the idea of firms having like a star designer. But to be fair, parang shabra may ganong implication now because it's named Studio Mara. I kind of hate it. Pero <laughs> Like I try my best to parang figure out the best way to work with the team na walang naaape or everyone's happy with the work that they're doing. I try to empower the designers in my team that my work is also your work. Now it's not just me, even if parang people kind of get that impression and in a way that they have to own it also. Um, I've been trying to figure out like a firm system that's more kind and friendly but ang hirap talaga <laughs> actually the, kaya nga nag-enjoy din ako whenever I see like broad houses like share about struggles like that because I also see like the similarities on how to scale up or santayan ng plateau like especially now na nyari it has been 10 years, but I didn't feel like nagbago talaga siya. <laughs> like, ganun pa rin. How I felt when I was starting, medyo ganun pa rin. I just have, like, easier clients, I'd say. Kasi nga, parang they trust me na. Pero the systems, kind of like that pa rin. Yeah. And the projects um, feel the same way. Yeah, I have the same thoughts about production too. Like, it seems like the systematic things are very difficult and the yeah. future seems kind of scary. Uh-huh. Um, even how production houses are, I mean, like, I'm in-house, but also bidding against my other directors mm-hmm. who have directly competition. But, it's, I don't know, it's different. Um, and I guess just talking about it helps. So, like, I keep yeah. going on the phone to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. But for me, I don't know, you find strength in community, I guess. Yeah. Um, is there anything, like, maybe could you give like an example of like what are the difficult things in the industry? Because I'm not really mm-hmm. due to those things. Mm, well, uh, I'm thinking lang how to like put it. So definitely like, uh, okay, alam ka na, my main problem talaga now is that, for example, um, I want design to be accessible. So when I started, I didn't, parang, I wanted to think that good design could be accessible and not expensive. Pero through practice, like parang I've learned na if it's like too accessible, meron sacrifice for it. So like for example, if super baba ng budget, it's either 
yung workers yung magsa-sacrifice or the work. So it becomes a problem if the client cannot see that middle ground or if they cannot val- para appreciate na ganun talaga yung situation na syempre, you know like the triangle wherein the time, quality, and money, money yeah. now you can only choose two. So you know, I feel like that's kind of like the soul of the problem, especially yeah, yeah. with construction. Um, or projects, mostly lagging nagmamadali, but budgeted. Same pala sa mga production. Yeah, right? super. Parang may economic exactly. source. Yeah. Eh. Parang kahit natin siya pag-usapan, it's really yeah. part of it, like the cost of everything. Mm-hmm. And parang with how it's moving now, um, I'm having a hard time lang din balancing it out. Na parang... Even for me, kasi, since if I wanted to be like practical and accessible, if I price high, then it's kind of like opposite to what I wanted, diba? Mm, yes, Parang, yeah. But then at the same time, syempre, we need to value ourselves, our time, that it's still effort from our end. So parang it gets confusing lang. Now, how do we like get to that middle ground? Na parang it's fair for everyone and na all people understands the situation, di ba? Like, for me, like, what makes me sad, for example, if I have a client na ayaw magbayad ng labor, but you'll see na they have, like, a designer bag, di ba? Parang if a bag is 200,000 pesos, how can you expect construction to be 200,000 pesos, di ba? Parang yun lang. Parang yeah. yun yung for me hard to stomach now na I'm not sure if it's a value thing na parang yung people ba sa Philippines, do they value construction lower? Mm, na parang labor. they don't labor na mas mababa yung tingin? Parang ganun. Or like, kunwari. Is it yeah. Philippine culture thing? Do these problems exist in other countries? Um, I'm not sure na eh. So parang doon ako nahihirapan. But, we all know na, di ba, kaya nga uso yung DIY in the US kasi it's so hard, it's so expensive to hire laborers, skilled workers. Something like that. So, parang, kunyari, for projects, it's hard na if client expects, like, premium quality but doesn't feel like the price should be premium, di ba? Parang, what can we do? Yeah. So, well, we manage it by trying to, like, meet in the middle. Siyempre, that's where design comes in, strategy. Now, for us, you need to be practical. We know what would look best at the least cost, something like that. That like, Those are all the things that we need to think about. So, I know that, like, industry problems or stuff we're still working out. Mm-hmm. It's been 10 years. Um, but if you were to give, like, advice to, like, a young, you know, someone who... Wanted to get into the industry as an interior designer. Yeah. What, what do you think you would you would tell that like driven college student who's about to enter the industry? You have to have the stomach for it. Like mm. at least try to think if this is what you really want. Although not to the point man, of not trying. Because <laughs> like for me lang though, if maybe if I could have planned earlier, maybe I would have been more prepared also mm. as to how. I would want it to grow. Um, when it comes to design, uh, I think it's important to know that you can only design what you know. So, parang in a way, you really have to expose yourself to a lot of things. To like, you develop taste through experience, trying to be like more observant about your surroundings and everything else. So there, like, it takes practice also to live that way, to live creatively, I would say. Okay, so just, like, one more question, and, and I wanted to go back to what you said earlier, but kind of on this topic, just, like, living life, you know? Mm-hmm. And we're talking about you designing other people's spaces, but, you know, a space is also, like, a reflection of yourself, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm curious, like, how you approach designing your own mm-hmm. space, like, your, your own home? And, yeah. Um, Maybe like just unpack that for us, like the space is a reflection of like what's okay. in yourself. Well, through the years, I have this habit of always rearranging my room. <laughs> so parang that's like my main personal space. Um, every time I feel like I'm not in a good place, I rearrange just to check on 
parang wala lang it gives like a new energy parang fresh take i feel like naniniwala ako palagi na pag nagbago ako ng ayos ng room bagong life something like that diba for it becomes exciting na it's different again every day and at the same time i kind of like experimenting on how i move around spaces or seeing what i like and what i don't like that way you get to learn more about yourself too so do i prioritize my sleeping area or do i prioritize my work area something like that na parang what works for me and what doesn't like it's nice and then to experiment and know but know for yourself yeah i think people yeah. really do that i think it's yeah once you set things there it's in general for oh so parang sa akin like you can just play with it and ang dali lang naman ibalik if ayaw nyo <laughs> parang ganun and then yeah parang experiment lang to see what you like yeah that's nice Um, but I guess kind of related to that too is like if um, aside from like rearranging stuff, yeah. well, what do you do like when you're like, like overwhelmed or like unfocused at, at work? Like, is there something like a habit that you revert to, or hobby or something? Mm, actually, now I'm trying to transition <laughs> to that. Honestly, like I had like the worst, parang work years. Na uh-huh. sobrang work lang talaga to the point na I don't have any other hobbies. But para kasi nangyari, it's like my passion na naging work ko rin. Then the line got blurred, then burnout na ako. So, ang hirap na parang yung gusto mong pang calm down is yung work ko rin. <laughs> And vice versa. Yeah. So, I'm trying to like transition out of that. Na, now, if I can not work, I don't work. Um, nahihirapan pa ako to get into other things. <laughs> Pero I feel like big leap na yung having like a routine wherein I can like wake up, work out, not like check my phone as soon as I wake up, um, eat decently na parang on time. The basic thing that I learned recently for myself is having a routine na sobrang basic lang honestly. Medyo bare minimum. <laughs> But like waking up, Um, working out, having like a good breakfast. Mm-hmm. Then actually, I try like not to do any work stuff before breakfast. Then just do it after, because mm-hmm. like boundaries. Yeah, boundaries lang on like spending time with yourself. Yeah, super agree with that too. Um, recently, then I've been trying to have a better morning routine. Like where the first thing yeah. I do is I'll walk my dog, get some mm-hmm. like morning light, and it's been like. Small thing, but huge. You yeah. Know, boost in mood and everything. So, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Mara, thanks so much. <laughs> uh, it's been a really great conversation. Yeah. Eye opening for me. Thank you too. Um, yeah, thanks for being on the pod. <laughs> Is there anything that's coming up for you you want to talk about or, or promote? None of mine. Yeah. Or where can people yeah. find you on social media? Um, they can visit our Instagram page. So it's just studio double underscore Mara. And if you, yeah, we talked about the Never Too Small episode. I'll leave it in the show notes and so you can you can watch it. It's the IRS feature on Never Too Small. So that was it. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Please remember that we really love it when you guys engage with the content and social media. Feel free to tag us in your stories and share anything you've learned about these episodes. We super appreciate it when you guys do that. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Quentong Creatives and on TikTok at kcreatives.gl. It isn't no, 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 no.